Welcome to the Sant Mat Satsang Podcast, a production of Spiritual Awakening Radio. My name is James Bean. Great to be back. If you'd like to send in your questions, we'll do a mailbag show at some point when enough questions come in and accumulate. Questions about Sant Mat, the path of the masters, the meditation practices, the history of the path, the various writings of the path, anything pertaining to Sant Mat or Radhaswami, the path of the masters and its spiritual practice, Surat Shabad Yoga, inner light and sound meditation, or any topic you've heard on this channel, vegetarianism, veganism, Gnostic gospels, apocryphal writings, any of the subjects that you hear discussed on this channel, on this podcast. Feel free to send in your questions. My email address is james at spiritualawakeningradio.com. James at spiritualawakeningradio, all is one word, dot com. Today, stepping out of illusion into spiritual reality. Says Rumi, I am merely a guest born in this world to know the secrets that lie beyond it. Saying 200 from the Unknown Sayings of Jesus, translated by Marvin Meyer. This is from an inscription from a mosque at Fatapur, Sikri, India. The world is a bridge. Pass over it, but do not build your dwelling there. It's parallel in the Gospel of Thomas, saying 42, goes like this. Come into being as you pass away. Which I interpret as pertaining to spiritual practice. Re-identify with that which lives on after death with the soul, with the spirit. Come into being as you pass away. Men have journeyed to the moon, but they know nothing of the regions of the blissful music within themselves. Regions which lie beyond the moon, beyond the sun, beyond the most distant stars and galaxies. A quote from George Arnsby Jones. No mission is of greater importance to a person than the awareness of his own consciousness, the profound significance and purpose of his existence on earth, and to find out the path for ultimate bliss, eternal happiness and cheerfulness, i.e. the quest for truth. That's a quote found on the Shabd Pratap Ashram website. By giving proper place to spirituality in your life, you will be happy and peaceful in all circumstances, whether they are favorable or unfavorable. You have to give more attention to this and enrich your life. A passage from Dial Sahib in A Spiritual Seeker's Guide from the Dial Puri Radhaswami Satsang. Attention is the most concrete expression of love. What you pay attention to thrives. What you do not pay attention to 
withers and dies. That's a quote from Karen Miller, which can apply to any number of circumstances and situations, including meditation. Surat Shabad Yoga, the spiritual practice of the Sants, the Sant tradition, the path of the masters, is all about the attention faculty of the soul applying its attention power within through the eye focus to the inner light and sound inside. Attention is everything on this spiritual path. Attention is the most concrete expression of love. What you pay attention to thrives. What you do not pay attention to withers and dies. The illusion of being trapped by our own beliefs. If we think that meditation practice is too difficult, it's just too hard, that we aren't very good at it and can't possibly get better, we can't possibly get very far, so shall it seem to be for us. If we believe God to be millions of light years distant and our spiritual experience will remain cold and uneventful, so shall it seem to be for us. If we're stuck in the impression that the way forward will never be clear and spiritual guidance is nowhere to be found, so shall it seem to be for us. If, however, we come to know that we can have quality meditations beginning right now and there is no reason why we can't make progress on the spiritual path during this life, so shall this come to be our experience. As Guru Kabir once said, if you place the Guru at a distance from you, then it is but the distance that you honor. You become a worshiper of distance. If indeed the Master be far away, when you think that he is not here, then you wander further and further away and seek him in vain with tears. Where he is far off, there he is unattainable. Where he is near, he is very bliss. Says Kabir, lest his servant should suffer pain, he pervades him through and through. Know yourself then, O Kabir, for he is in you from head to foot. Sing with gladness and keep your seat unmoved within your heart. A passage from Songs of Kabir arranged by Rabindranath Tagore. If we think God is far, far away, millions of light years, spanning many different planes of consciousness, a distant deity, then that's how it's going to seem to us. So what we think we believe, that really can either help us along the way, or it can become a blockage for us. It's just too hard to meditate, or meditation is easy. It can be either way for us, depending on what we deeply think about our own experience. And based on that, that's what we get. That's, that's what our consciousness conjures up, for good or not so good. The person who adheres to the meditation on the Supreme Being, the ultimate reality, as outlined in this book by Satguru Kabir, 
will have the effects of his past life karmas, his present life karmas, and future life karmas uprooted. A devotee through deep meditation identifies with the Supreme Being that is beyond all karmas and their effects. Karmas operate. Karmas operate at the level of the mind-body complex, not at the level of spirit. The most intriguing passage found in a book called the Brahm Nairupan of Kabir, saying 333. The Brahm Nairupan is another volume of the Kabir Sagar, the Ocean of Kabir. From the same Santmat lineage of masters that produced the Anurag Sagar, the Ocean of Love, the Sant Dharamdas branch of Kabir Panth, the path of Guru Kabir, the path of the masters in earlier times, earlier generations of Sants who practiced Surat Shabad Yoga meditation before the time of Sant Tulsi Sahib of Hathras, Sant Radhaswami Sahib of Agra, and Sant Darya Sahib of Bihar. The Brahm Nairupan is a spiritual classic recently translated by Dr. Jagasar Das. Delving into the Brahm Nairupan briefly, it says, O Dharam Das, you are the Gurumukh, the most advanced of my disciples. Through your lineage of 42 generations, instruct the people about the Absolute, even as I have instructed you, and liberate them. I also instructed them how to destroy the powerful Kal, the false lord of time, the Demiurge, by the knowledge of the Absolute. They became steadfast in this knowledge, and they will definitely liberate seekers from the bondage of this worldly ocean, this ocean of samsara. These disciples gave up false, hypocritical, and dualistic philosophies and contemplated the single absolute being all the time. God has no form, so one has to meditate on the inner sound and light. And they always meditate upon the unstruck melody. It can only be experienced. These disciples embody forgiveness, peace, and compassion. And as liberated souls, they move freely around the earth. They will teach any person about the incomparable power of the essence of all names, the sound current, and how to meditate upon it. But such a person must desire liberation and go to their refuge for instruction. In other words, making the master your refuge and truly listening to his or her teachings and following those teachings and escaping the dictates of one's mind. Harkening back to the earlier passage that I shared about how if we get these pessimistic beliefs about our own meditation that we can't meditate, we've tried it a few times and it's just too hard for us, then so shall it be for us. Or just quiet our mind, give up our thoughts, leave them behind, and rise above body consciousness. One of those two outcomes can be ours. 
and the latter being the preferable one and the one we will get if we pay attention to the teachings of the masters and accurately practice the meditation that they impart. Stepping out of the illusion into spiritual reality. Getting off the ever-turning wheel of reincarnation is the goal of paths such as Gnosticism, the original Sufis, and in the modern world, the living path of Sant'Mat. In the secret book of John, reincarnation is placed at the heart of the discussion of the liberation of souls, a book that was composed around 185 A.D., this is a little bit of the secret book of John's perspective on reincarnation and the liberation of the soul. All people have drunk the water of forgetfulness and exist in a state of ignorance. Some are able to overcome ignorance through the spirit of life that descends upon them. These souls will be liberated and will be perfected that is, escape the round of rebirth. John asks Christ, what will happen to those who do not attain salvation? They are hurled down into forgetfulness and thrown into prison, the Gnostic code word for a new body, a new incarnation. The only way for these souls to escape is to emerge from forgetfulness and acquire knowledge or gnosis, spiritual experience. A soul in this situation can do so by finding a teacher who has the strength to lead her home. It says in the Apocryphon of John, the secret book of John, one of the Gnostic Gospels, this soul needs to follow another soul, in whom the spirit of life dwells, because she is liberated through the spirit, then she will never be thrust into flesh again. Unquote. A passage from the secret book of John along with some commentary. And so those are the, the options, forgetfulness or liberation. We can either forget the spiritual realm or practice remembrance and rise above body consciousness in meditation by following the guidance of a living master through whom the spirit of life is working through, receive their guidance, but not only their guidance, not only their meditation instructions, but also their subtle influence that can mentor us and guide us into the experience, not just the theory of the meditation, but the experience of the inner light and the inner sound of these regions within, kingdom of the heavens within, inner space, the world of within, the light and the sound that is beyond the darkness when one closes their eyes and listens to the silence. This is a kind of appeal found in the Corpus Hermeticum, a kind of gospel of Hermes Trismegistus. People, where are you rushing, so intoxicated, and having so fully drunk the strong wine of reasoning unaccompanied by gnosis? 
You cannot hold it. Already you are about to throw it up. Stop. Get sober. Look up with the eyes of the mind, the heart or soul. And if you cannot all do so, at least those of you who can. For the imperfection that comes from unacquaintance is flooding the entire earth, corrupting the soul along with the body that encloses it and preventing it from putting in at the haven of safety. So do not all be swept away by the main current. Rather, you who can must avail yourselves of a countercurrent. Take to the haven of safety, put in there, and look for a teacher to show you the way to the doors of gnosis, the doors of acquaintance, where there is bright light, pure from darkness, where no one is intoxicated, but all are sober, fixing their eyes on that being who wills to be seen, but mentally with the eye of the soul. For that being cannot be heard or told of or seen by physical eyes, only by the mind's eye, the eye of the soul. That's from the Corpus Hermeticum something titled The Greatest Human Evil is Unacquaintance with God, translated by Bentley Layton. So instead of forgetfulness or spiritual sleep or soul sleep, as opposed to awakening, it is a matter of drunkenness or intoxication is how it's characterized. Intoxication versus becoming sober and aware come into being as you pass away the audible life stream is the cardinal central fact of the science of the masters it is the keystone of the arch it is the cornerstone of the structure It is the structure itself, and it is the path of the Masters. One might say that the Master and the life stream constitute the path of the Masters. The world has never been without a living Master. Beneath all other impelling forces in the creation, spirituality is the primary cause. That and that alone is the driving force that always leaps up to join its source. In every living being, from tiny plant up to man, the spiritual flame of life is struggling toward, upward and onward, towards its source of being. And this process and this struggle must go on until the last speck of dust returns to the central fires of infinite being. The message of the Masters fills the world with hope, and at the same time it offers a rational foundation for such hope. It not only tells people what they should do, but it offers them a definite method of doing it. In the march of the ages, cycle after cycle, on every planet where human beings reside, the great Masters are the light-bearers of that world. Until the end of the ages, they will remain the friends and saviors of those who struggle toward the light. 
the divine spark in each one always struggling for freedom, striving hard against adverse currents, reaches out a feeble hand toward the master. In great kindness, the master takes that hand, unclean though it may be. After that, it may require years of patient hard work to build up the character, to strengthen the will, and throw off the passions. Quotes from the book Path of the Masters by Julian P. Johnson about living masters, those with the spirit of life that have always been the communicators of the initiation into the mysteries of the kingdom of the heavens, the mentors, the catalysts, those who guide souls into the experience of the inner light and the inner sound inner spiritual seeing and inner spiritual hearing. Stepping out of illusion into spiritual reality. This is from a spiritual seeker's guide. A true devotee who performs the spiritual practices, the meditation practices prescribed by a living spiritual master, knows that he is able to gradually throw off the poison which accumulated in his present life and past ones. This is from Kripal Singh. It's titled, Within This Mortal Form. When a soul reaches a stage of a conscious co-worker in the divine plan, the burden of its karma of aeons past is lifted by the soul, gaining knowledge and realization that the Lord is the doer always and not the self. When eyehood, ego, and attachment vanish, so the balance of karmic debts is written off. The soul, rising above the law of cause and effect, at once ceases to sow any new seeds in the fields of action. A master has in his charge the means of bridging, or bringing rather, the souls back to God, although only those accepted by the Lord himself are eligible for this inner path to the source, yet they must get the key of the door from the master, who not only opens the way but guides the soul through and on the extent of the entire journey. The teaching of such masters is one and the same, for they also have searched and traversed the inner path that lies within the mortal form until they reached the ultimate realization of themselves and of the Lord. He alone knows the highest who has himself reached that height. Outer buildings of worship are made to help man's understanding. Just pausing here, uh, I think of the original Jerusalem temple with its outer court, inner court, and holy of holies, illustrating the body, the mind, and the soul, which is at the very core of one's being. Kripal Singh, outer buildings of worship are made to help man's understanding. But God does not reside in man-made models. He resides in the temple of the human form. 
upon which the outer edifices are modeled. The Hindu temple is dome-shaped, somewhat like the human head, while Christian churches have nose-shaped spires. The mirab of the Muslim mosque is forehead-shaped. And in all of these holy buildings, the symbols of God's light and sound are displayed. But our own mirab, or forehead, is the place where man can really hear the true sound and actually see the light of God. So it then becomes obvious that the human form is the true temple of the Lord. We respect the outer things that have been made with holy purpose, for people are trying to learn the truth through them. But if a person spends his whole life trying and does not succeed in realizing his aim, what is the use? Outer temples are for those whose eye as yet has not been opened. But for those who can see, the body is the temple of the Lord. A man enters the temple and rings the bell, but without a true master, he will remain outside the true temple, wherein the true light is burning and the sound of God's nam is resounding. Just pausing here, uh, I've seen, uh, you know, so many examples of scrolls hanging on the walls of temples and bells. Uh, Tibetan bells are especially mimicking the sound current, this continuous ringing tone. Sounds so much like the astral bell, the unstruck melody. You know, it's amazing. So there are a lot of types and shadows Rituals that illustrate eternal spiritual truth. Temples, physical temples that illustrate that the true temple is the human form and the real candle, the real flame, the real light burns within. The true bell is reverberating within the consciousness of the human being that inhabits this temple. And by going within by way of the third eye center that's entering through the doorway of the temple and going inside. Kirpal Singh says, the full benefit of this human birth, this mortal form, is derived by following the teachings of the Master. All scriptures are within you. Search them out. The realized soul is the means of that search and always remember Everything is in this house. Nothing is outside. Those who seek without go deeper into forgetfulness. Those are excerpted from sentences of Kripal Singh, excerpted from Within This Mortal Form by Kripal Singh. Swamiji Maharaj from his Out of This World Sarbashan Radhaswami poetry said, Why flounder on this side of the eye focus? Peep into the opening of the third eye and cross over. Learn the technique from a master, dear friend. Without his help, this door will not open. Practice that technique with love and devotion, or bhakti. Conquer your mind and take your soul across into sahaj, the natural state of the soul. The soul will then advance with the help of the Shabad, the sound current, to a place where a stream of nectar constantly flows. 
This is from A Spiritual Seeker's Guide. You have to see for yourself how much importance you have given to the practical aspect of Santmat, how much desire is there for Satsang. Such an approach reveals the purity of heart. Without purity and without the help of that great power, the Supreme Being, transformation is impossible. The person who is endowed with devotion and dedication alone can do sadhana, meditation practices, and enter the subtle world. This is also from A Spiritual Seeker's Guide. Without divine love, without bhakti, man cannot concentrate at the spirit pole, the third eye center, within during meditation. The human mind is attracted to so many things in day-to-day life and they all cause an impression on it, though they do not in any way enrich or ennoble it. But man's mind rebels when he attempts to concentrate at the spirit pole. So man must possess bhakti or love divine in order to realize the truth. Only such gifted souls are fit for deriving the full benefit from the teachings of the saints and seers. However, if this criterion is made for admission into satsang, very few people will be found fit for it. So the doors of satsang have been thrown open to all. A quote from A Spiritual Seeker's Guide. And that is a kind of echo of a teaching of Swamiji Maharaj of Agra, who opened the Radhaswami Satsang in 1861, kind of going from a private Satsang, secretly meeting at his home in Panigali, just opening the doors to all of humanity, so to speak, sharing his teachings freely and openly, publishing the Sarbachan poetry, describing the inner regions for anyone who's willing to notice the noble path described therein. Stepping out of the illusion into spiritual reality. A few more passages from the Brahm-Nairupan of Kabir, which is another Anurag Sagar type spiritual classic of the Sant Dharamdas lineage of earlier masters. In meditation, the ardent seeker obtains these seven attributes that assist him in his spiritual attainment. Deep concentration, an easy disposition, depth of sincerity. They become an initiator of noble actions. They enjoy listening to words of wisdom. They have compassion for all beings and practice virtuous conduct. And these are the virtues described in the Brahm-Nairupan of Kabir. Discernment of reality from unreality. Detachment from worldly things. The six assets, control of the mind, control of the senses and body, faith in the master and the teachings of the masters, endurance in face of hardship, 
indifference to religious rituals, proper concentration and meditation, and finally, intense longing for liberation. This is a prayer from the Brahm Nairupan of Guru Kabir, this other Anurag Sagar-like text, similar to The Ocean of Love, another volume from the Kabir Sagar, this collection of Kabir writings, several volumes, most of which has never been translated into the English language except for the Anurag Sagar, due to the intervention of uh, Sant Ajayb Singh back there in the late 70s, around 1980 or so. And now Dr. Jagasar Das of the Kabir Association has translated the Brahmanai Rupan into English so that we may see, so that we may benefit from another great spiritual text of the Masters. O ocean of love, you are in the form of inner experience and you are immutable. You are in the form of knowledge and the giver of liberation. You are in the form of wisdom and you are imperishable. You are the ocean of bliss and you are free of the limitations of time. You are immortal. Heartfelt salutations to you. You are changeless in the three periods of time, past, present, and future. You are beyond the perishable world and the imperishable soul. You are free of all desires and are the giver of peace, or shanti. Your form is perfection. You have given the knowledge of the eternal name to your devotees for their liberation. Heartfelt salutations to you. You are free of the troubles of the body and mind, and you are without beginning. You are imminent, indestructible, blissful, the embodiment of wisdom, the repository of perfect knowledge, the ocean of compassion, the protector of all, and the remover of their suffering. Heartfelt salutations to you. You are free of mental distractions, doubts, etc., you are the source of happiness, and your power is the creator of all. You are the mine of compassion, the giver of light and eternal joy, and the destroyer of ignorance. Heartfelt salutations to you. Passages from the Brahm Nairupan. And finally today on this satsang podcast titled Stepping Out of Illusion into Spiritual Reality A sentence from Swami Sant Seviji Maharaj from the book Harmony of All Religions on Inner Light and Sound Meditation By practicing devotion through these four techniques Manas Jap, also known as Simran or Zikr the recitation of the divine name, in other words. Manas Dhyan focus on the divine form. Dristi Sadhana focus on the infinitesimal point, the third eye center and inner light. And Nada Sadhana, yoga, concentration on the inner divine sounds, also known as Surat Shabad Yoga. The practitioner consecutively transcends the realms of darkness, light and sound which cloak 
the supreme truth, the divine reality. Thank you.